This episode is dedicated to Melissa. Things that make you go huh. Things that make you go huh. Things that make you go huh. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of our podcast. Huh? With Clara and Finn. I'm your host, Clara. And I'm your host, Finn. And this is our very first episode. Mm. Now you might be wondering, what are we doing? Who are we? Why are we here? Questions. So many questions. General premise of this podcast. We'll be looking at the lowest rated episodes, according to IMDb, of very popular TV shows. Some very popular TV mm. shows. So sometimes the TV shows will be things we're a fan of, some things we've seen a little bit of, some things we've seen no things of, no. so I have no context for nope. what's going on. And we're just going to give our thoughts, say, you know, is it wacky? Is it wild? Is it so bad it's good? Is it offensive? Just bad? And each week we'll have a little chat mm -hmm. and give it a little rating out of five. Can we give not point? Yeah, I will be yeah. comfortable if we can't. That's... It's crucial to me because <laughs> I have a bone to pick with Goodreads because they don't let you do that and it really pisses me off. They don't and I think there is a nuance in the Goodreads books that you really there is a nuance. need to capture. And they fuck, because I have to, because I use it to track how much I read, they force me to pass judgment yeah. on books. I don't want to. Because like Catherine to. Cohen's poetry book, <sighs> Yeah. I would give a 3.8. Maybe I would too, yeah, but we both gave it four stars. Book, we'd have to give it a four stars. We just have to because it's not three. Because some of them are I love. Yeah, some of them we love, and it's the same with um, Raphael Bob Waxberg is his name. Oh, Bojack Horseman. Bojack guy. Horseman creator. Yeah. What would you give that? I'd give that, you know, maybe a four point one five. Interesting. Four point one five. See what I'm saying there? So I'm even talking about tertiary elements. So. <laughs> I would have said four point three. Four point three. That's quite yeah. high. Four point three. Yeah, I really liked it. Anyway, so that's kind of the thing we're going to be getting up to, <laughs> because we just go off on a ramble. But. Yeah, basically we go off on tangents. So that's <laughs> what we're going to do with TV shows. So, with that being said, I would like to talk about this week's episode. Ooh, <laughs> go on, what's Which this week's episode? Which is a family favourite TV show, mm -hmm. especially in our, both of our households. Mm -hmm. Something that we both grew up on. It's quite close yeah, to our heart. We very know pretty, close to our heart. pretty much a lot about it, I would say. You know a lot. I know a if, bit less, but Well, I wouldn't see it in quantifiable. I think I think we both have a good shot at mastermind as well. If I studied like a tiny bit. A day. A day. Yeah, like a day, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the show is <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who. The show is Doctor Who. A lot of people watch it, but then again a lot of people don't. We both um, watched it from from the beginning of its reboot because when it first began, it was the sixties and we were not mm, in the amount twinkle in God's eye. <laughs> but we were both very young. How old would we be when when a Christopher Eccleston season came out? It was two thousand and five. So I think you were seven and I was six, and then I turned seven the week after. I remember it so well. Yeah, same, same. But it's so weird because. Maybe TMI, but I remember my dead mom as being dead, <laughs> right? When Doctor Who first came out, but she wasn't. She wasn't, and that makes me distrust mm, all mm. all my memories. So we decided to start from the first season, the classic, um, and we found the lowest rated episode. It was the lowest rated of that season. Definitely not of the whole series as a whole. You should see what the most recent seasons. I am new It's really bad. It's, you you will. Struggle to find it gag. above a six out of ten. <laughs> Let's get into it. I have so many thoughts. Three pages of notes. On <laughs> we both we wrote notes while we were watching it because we're you know 
we have very bad memories and this yeah, is so good the time we need to remember what happened <laughs> I, because we yeah. just watched it and I couldn't tell you what happened okay it's Rose and so it's Rose and Nye who is Christopher Eccleston yeah so that was the first Doctor of the reboot he wears a leather jacket he's northern, northern. our friends chased him down on a night out and met him and were probably quite rude to him yeah I would say let's to understand this episode and all the wild discourse that it contained <laughs> I think let's start out from the beginning, which is, after travelling with the Doctor for some time, comes back to her home estate. Well, for her, it's been a few days. Well, yeah. She thinks it's been 12 hours. N- yeah, but yeah. F- it, no. But, sh- but it's, for her experience, it's been a few days, and she thinks for everyone else, she's mm. only been gone 12 hours. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, but what it actually turns out that, after the Doctor says, you've been gone for 12 hours for their experience. Because mm. if you haven't heard of Doctor Who before, it is a time travel show. And space. And space and time. Yeah, so we should do a basic premise. Do, so yeah. the Doctor is an alien. Um, he regenerates. So he turns into a different person every time he's like killed. Mm-hmm. And he changes actors, face, everything. And he <laughs> travels with a companion, like a human normally, mm. who he like shows time and space to. Mm-hmm. And this is his first companion of the reboot, or not reboot, but whatever. Well, it was cancelled in 87, mm-hmm. and then rebooted in a movie in 1996, in fact. Mm-hmm. And then it came back for an official BBC reboot. 2005? Yeah. Yeah. So, Rose is his human companion. They've been travelling for a few days, in her perspective, maybe a week. Um, 12 hours for everyone else, she thinks. But actually, he's overshot. He's done. He's so overshot. He's bad with flying things. Bad with time travel. Remarkably like, so. Yeah, like when the narrative needs it, he's bad. But when the narrative <laughs> needs it, he's very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she's actually been gone for twelve months. Months, yeah. So she's been gone for a whole year. And this is the initial. <gasps> huh? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the first. This is the huh of the episode. <laughs> Um, because Jackie is like, what? Jackie is Rose's mom. They live in a council estate in London yeah. together, the Powell Estates. And her father died when she was very, when she was a baby. So she doesn't, she only has her mom and her boyfriend. Um, and her mom is beyond pissed. She's so upset. She is also, just to break the narrative a bit, but she's also Camille Kajori. <laughs> A delight on the small screen. She is. Okay. She brings (laughs) such a level of emotional, like, realism Realism. to the episode. Realism is the watchword. Realism is the watchword when it comes to Jackie. Like, she loves her daughter, but she's like... She doesn't know how to communicate that. No, she doesn't. She says the wrong things, and they argue, and they say the wrong things, and they nag. But it's just so... um, Relatable. Well, not for me, my mum's dead, but powerful. Well, but I think it's more of a, it represents everyone, mm-hmm. like, sort of role mm-hmm. in how you'd maybe react in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, as in no. as in those figures, not everyone in the world, yeah. but people like that. You know, she went on The Weakest Link. Did you see Did that she? The Real Weakest Link. The Real Weakest Link, not the one in the Doctor Who the TV Doctor show. Episode, yeah. yeah, so basically, I am shaken because it means... That Rose has basically lost an entire year of her life, and as someone who fears getting older and fears losing time, especially during this pandemic, 
freaks me out. Oh, she lost man. the whole year of her life. And so Jackie's like, where the fuck have you been? So Rose is like like 19, like really young, like younger than us, which makes me feel physically sick. But not the actor though. The, we, the no. actor is... It's probably our age, like 23 or something. Yeah, because Billy Pipe has already had a successful career. Yeah, she was a pop singer. Yeah. Billy, Pi- Billy Piper plays Rose. She's yeah. incredible. Best companion, in my opinion. Um, Not in this person's opinion, but... Is she second best for you, though? Second best, yeah. yeah. Best for me, for sure. And the Doctor is, like, millions of years old, like, thousands of years old, basically. Yeah. But he looks like, the actor looks like he's, like, 40-something. Yeah, right? usually, yeah. Well, right now, right now, yeah. yeah. So Jackie's like, the fuck are you doing? You've run away with this old man. Like, he's 40. Like, do you know how young she is? Like, what's going on? Why have you been missing for a whole year without any contact? Mm. She's put up missing flyers, everything. And, yeah, can I just say my favourite maybe line of the episode <laughs> is when the doctor tells her that he's a doctor and she says, you're a doctor. Well, stitch this, mate, and <laughs> slaps him across the face. I just think it's an incredible line. She's I like, needs worth mentioning. Such an icon. This is a Camille Kajuri stan account, I would say. It really is. So then they have this really emotional conversation where Rose is like, Dunno, like I was just travelling, like like, oh, mm. like don't ask me about it. Ah. And Jackie's like, even now, Rose, like I can tell you're just holding something back, you're holding something back. And Rose is like, I just can't tell you, Mom. And we were like this is so emotional like oh my god like she can't tell her mother what's been going on in her life like it's so hard Mm. and then we were like why doesn't why can't she just tell her like why (laughs) don't she just straight up tell her like it makes there is no reason why she doesn't need to tell her like she could just be like look i don't think jackie would do anything like like lock her up or something if she was like took her to the tardis and was like look this is a nice man she might worry about her but like this is heart wrenching yeah well well, arguably the problem is that jackie can push and push and push to try and get this information yeah but the the thing is for some reason off screen we have had to pick up the knowledge that telling her mother about alien life after she's already seen alien life with the autons in the first episode episode. she was attacked by uh, window shop dummies yeah brides going like this well i think they lied and said it was like an invasion of like technology or something but, but i still think from that logical jump you could be able to accept aliens pretty quickly yeah, rather than destroy Rose your relationship with your mother yeah. yeah it's wild and obviously in this episode jackie finds out about aliens like obviously that's what was gonna happen hmm. yeah so i want to kind of get into a bit of meat of the plot because we, we've kind of covered the human element of the fact that she's came back after 12 months for their perspective and the world has changed a little bit in terms of rose's family but then she's we... given a speech she's like and i'm the only person who knows yeah, who aliens yeah. are and i can't tell her like another speech this is like the second time yeah and it's like but still rose you're not yeah. explaining why you can't just tell mm. her and as she's given this speech as she's given this speech well no we can't even get to the spaceship yet <laughs> spoilers a spaceship because we haven't look- covered the comment that the doctor made when <gasps> He said that the mother yes. slapped her in space. No, what Rose made. Okay, yeah. if you couldn't believe this was filmed in 2005. 2005, so... The homophobia. Yeah, Woo! middle Labour government. Uh, we've had a few equality and human rights laws passed 
from yeah. a gay writer. You would think that maybe. Yeah, Russell D. Davis, like famous gay writer. So I mean, he's incredible. Is incredible, amazing, best showrunner Doctor Who Watch has. It's a sin. Then we'll have yeah, have wrote, it. it's a sin. So, um, he's amazing, but he wrote this script and. So so he says about Rose's mum slapping him. He says, "quote It hurt," and she says. Rose says. Rose says, in reply to him saying he was hurt by the mother slapping him, she says, you're so gay. <laughs> and I was like, what? Wait, roll the tapes. Rewind. Rewind. What? You had to rewind it because I didn't hear it at first. You're like, roll the tape. Evidence say. I could talk about this gender discourse for conservatively 352 minutes. She says, you're gay. She says, you're so gay. You're so gay. And that's just, woo! It's like, like do you remember that Katy Perry song that was famous at the time as well, though? Enlighten me. It was like, oh, I don't want to sing it because it's, it's terrible. Just give, it, give, it, give it a while for the podcast. Okay, well, maybe we'll edit out the podcast, but it's like, you're so gay and you don't even like boys. No, you don't even oh, like boys. Yeah. Like, no, you don't even like boys. Wow. The Northeast yeah. was wild. Wild, like, wild around for homophobia as well. So terrible. So we were, we were gagged at the episode. Wow. So, but that leads us directly into the first plus. Plot point. Yeah. So when Rose is giving this speech yeah. about being the only human, she has to be- like carry this burden, even though it's never explained why she has to carry this burden. I'm certain <laughs> the doctor's not asked it of her. Her boyfriend already knows about aliens. Her mum should have inferred. Yeah. And it's like suddenly this big plot point. But as they're saying all these outrageous things, mm-hmm. um, there is a spaceship suddenly, you know, bursts out the sky onto them. It's kind of like a dirty, grimy spaceship. And basically what happens is that it's heads for um Big Ben, I believe, is it? Yeah, yeah. and it crashes into and then Yeah, it crashes into Big Ben. Yeah, yeah, it crashes into Big Ben. Heads to Westminster. And and if you actually look at the shot of when it um the wing of the spaceship kind of comes into Big Ben and it kind of just destroys the clock face. And it's such an iconic shot of suddenly it's a tiny model, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. you can you can tell just like from the 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 zoom into the clock face that it's suddenly like a model thing, and it's so funny. Doctor Who has really improved in the graphics since yeah, yeah, then. Yeah. In this episode, it's quite shocking. Yeah, it is really bad. Um, speaking of like aliens that it's given us and like sort of <laughs> bad CGI. Um, the passenger of the spaceship, if you want to get into that. Oh my god, it's a pig. It's a pig. A pig in a wig. No, it's not wearing a wig. <laughs> a pig in a wig. <laughs> it's a pig in a weird spacesuit. Well, we don't know this yet, but they're like, all the humans are walking around like, oh my god, this is like the craziest thing to ever happen. And like, mm. they get these news people to talk about and they always employ the same newswoman. And it's always the same woman for AM news, something like that. I'm sad. Everything she like, she gives it to us she every my single time. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. every time she gets on that dumb stage. And they also give us real, um, like BBC correspondents, like Andrew Mars in it. Andrew Mars, another young correspondent who I don't mm-hmm. think works them anymore. Yeah, so it have to Google that. <laughs> brings another element of realism um, to it, and it's like, oh my god, what's going on at Big Ben? It really, it really was. Can I just interject? It really was. For that era of Doctor Who, oh, you want to make the audience think that this is getting serious now? We'll go into BBC News. We'll go into Andrew. Yeah, it really you know, was. It, it was really such relied a on that narrative like, device. The world is ending. The world is ending. <laughs> but I loved it. You know what? I ate it up. I ate it I up ate every, every time. time. I loved it. I would kill for that now. I know. I really miss it. We're not hugest fans of um, 
Chibnall, who's the latest show on mm. Doctor Who. We don't like it. But we'll get into that in future episodes. Yeah. So, the Doctor's like, Rose, like, this is history. We're living through history. Mm. Like, I'm not getting involved, but this is, like, the first time there's alien contact. Like, it's so exciting. <laughs> so, then they're watching it on the news. <laughs> 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 they're watching it on the news, oh, right? And God. for some reason, <laughs> the apartment is just filled with random people like <laughs> random people like the doctor starts wrestling with a small child because there's no reason and I think it's worth mentioning that it's not just a spaceship that has crashed into Big Ben and destroyed it which really isn't made a big enough of thing I think in the episode they're not Big asked Ben about has it, just been destroyed they? there's no mention of it it was purely for look how big this spaceship is kind I of know. thing and then they have to do it in that um, model you know the fact is if my daughter came back after 12 months I wouldn't be having everyone around for a knees off and uh, watching the telly I know the world's ending and everything but I just think <laughs> oh, there's like, a things of privacy yeah. these random children mm. one women like interjecting like it makes yeah. absolutely one no woman sense. even says I think you owe Mickey an apology Rose <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, who the fuck it's are like, you bitch you need to you know, back up some get some boundaries there, <laughs> get right, some think. boundaries Okay, also, can we talk about when a low-ranking government minister is invited to 10 Downing Street and for some reason, so he, I'll be led to believe, is a government minister of, like, confectionery. It can't be confectionery because that's I think sugar. I've written in my notes here, confectionery. Confectionery. If so, that's insane fat discourse. Can I just say that's insane yes. fat discourse? Because oh, basically, they're all, the all the evil people in this are, like, disguised as fat. Uh, humans, so it's like, that un- and they're like aliens stuff. that then unzip, unzip their fat their suits skin. from their heads to reveal like a big, bigger monster. Yeah. yeah, um, so this MP, the which, prime minister I, which is I also missing. don't know where they hide the zips, by the way. Can we just say the prime minister is missing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, the aide to the prime minister, like, since this alien ship crashed, the prime minister's missing. So, the aide to the prime minister comes up to this low level like fat phobic joke like of being shadow or no secretary of so, what? Uh, so, I, so, so i have here in my notes i i i written why does a low-ranking government minister of confectionery become minister. acting prime minister <laughs> they go they go um because of <laughs> you are acting prime minister like they have the emergency protocols quite clearly say I don't know, so <laughs> welcome aboard you're prime minister and you're like what what's going on like so obviously this dude has done this so you know he's yeah. an alien yeah. in the body of a fat politician and mm. he goes into this room filled with other Fat politicians. So the room is the cabinet office. Oh, it's the cabinet <laughs> I think office, you might yeah. need some context. It's the cabinet office. So if you're not English, that's where the uh, leaders of England meet, basically. Um, the leaders of England. <laughs> that was a very weird phrase. You know what I mean? The prime minister, like the secretaries of no, cabinet <laughs> ministers, cabinet ministers. The leaders of England. <laughs> Okay, that's what they mean. Sorry, we didn't all study politics at university. And they all start, like, giggling, like, laughing their fucking faces off. Like, ha, 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 I can't stop laughing. Um, And why, you may ask? Because they're all aliens inside fat, fat suits skin of suits. humans. They have to be fat. Like, the, the, the people have to be fat. I guess I think the narrative is to, like, compress and fit the alien inside yeah, their skin. Just interesting 
point from a different part in the universe, the spin-off Sarah Jane Adventures, mm. which regularly featured the Slovene. Mm. Regularly. But in this I believe it was the season three finale when there were skinny humans that used really? that were like, oh, we fixed that issue. Because I think it's bad discourse, but I don't know how mm. to comment on why. Yeah. But I just feel like it's bad. It's brilliant. Like, there's something all with it, like, oh, like, watching it back. And because it's also associated with farting, like, the joke of the episode is the aliens produce gas when mm. they're forced into, like, human skin, which is released via farting. So it's, like, a load of fat people farting. And, like, inside of the fat people is, like, disgusting, gross... Which is just kind of wild to see because I even remember watching this episode. I had a sleepover that night. My friend stayed over. Let's call her Melissa. <laughs> and, um, shout out to Melissa. <laughs> shout out to Melissa. You probably don't remember who you are. And you almost <laughs> You probably don't remember who you are. <laughs> yeah, because if she's listening to this, I'm using a fake name. She probably doesn't remember this happening. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Well, and she's not listening either. But it's if she is, it's you, Melissa. You came over. We had a whale of a time. And I was a chubby kid. Like, and I always knew I was fat. Even then, but I loved it. I was like, ah. <laughs> the bits about farting. Like, because the doctor at the end says. Oh, would you mind stop? Would you stop farting when I'm trying to save the world or yes. something? We yes. kept repeating that all night. She slept over at my house. We thought it was hilarious. But now, looking back, I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> Anyway, I would like to. I think we're getting into like negative waters with the episode now. We're kind of seeing it as very kind of like weird discourse, which we can get into later. But the one amazing thing which this episode did give birth to in the universe <laughs> is the iconic character of Harriet Jones, oh, MP Harriet for Jones. Flydale North. Um, yes, we know who you are. You know, I think this is one of my favorite characters in the universe, and I just cannot speak enough about this woman how her character arc with just three episodes she's which, only in three episodes she's in, ever. She's, in, she's in this one the two-parter yeah she's in the christmas special uh-huh. and then she's in five minutes of the season four finale that's so it five, the five minutes maximum. oh my god her presence looms her presence, large it really does it looms large she's constantly it referenced and i think it's just her tenaciousness and the charm. It's just incredible. So let's explain who she is. She's introduced mm. in this episode. She is a Labour MP, we're assuming, because yeah. she's in... She says she's not yet. one of the babes, but, like, mm-hmm. referencing sort of, like, brown like Blairite divisions. Yeah. So yeah. we think... And because this... Apparently, whole episodes are meant to be, like, an allegory oh, of the yeah. Black War. Yeah, maybe? it's about, like, w- weapons of mass destruction, yeah. which becomes clear more in the second episode. In the episode, second part. But... It's kind of wild. Um, yeah. And she thinks something... <laughs> fucked up's going on basically and she always introduces herself um that's her bit even when she grows more mm. powerful in later mm. episodes as like uh harriet jones mp4 as it flydale north which i feel like flydale doesn't flydale north sound like you know those breeds of horses that are like the, really posh like the one with the hairs oh the you're a greenfield <laughs> pony like doesn't fly flydale well, i've got a flydale north it, it, it is said to me, it's in my head in like a sort of like, oh, radio presenter voice. Yeah. Flat yeah, yeah. Not. Flat that's out, like, like it's a racehorse or yeah. something. Well, like that's, flat yeah. enough is coming on the gun and she's gonna yeah. So it's a fictional constituency that she's in yeah. charge of, basically. But she's like a low ranking Labour MP sort of thing, backbencher. Yeah. She sneaks around. Right? She sneaks. This is the next bit of the episode. She actually sneaks a look into a briefcase. The briefcase, which I guess is the cabinet office, like. Documents or the something? way they think they make British 
politics seem to run is kind of insane yeah. in this show. And like, hopefully not true. And I, I don't, I'm not but, sure it's not true, yeah, but I'm hoping but, it's not. Yeah. I couldn't, I wouldn't bet my life on at it. At one point, does she sneak, does she put something into the folder? She like presses like down on the briefcase or something and this folder pops out that basically says like, secret nuclear code, <laughs> yeah. like basically. And she's wow. like, ooh, I wonder what's in here. And she like picks <laughs> them up and reads them and she's like gasping. But then, then we hear a military man. And I mean, you know. We're not fans of the military. No. Um, He's called General Asquith, isn't it? So there's a lot of weird military discourse, like military coming in to try help with aliens in the form of this group called UNIT, um, who are like... Which are, at the time, United Nations Intelligence Task Force, which I think they then later the United Nations in real life for the show was like, you know, you can't have our name on the show. an alien fighting military (laughs) unit after us. Like the producers really... Said, oh they yeah, let's it. launch the Unite. Actually, no, because it was from the seventies, I think. So probably, yeah. Yeah, it was. So whoa. yeah, it must have been. So from the United Nations Intelligence Task Force. Oh, that's this whole. I've I've written down. Um, no, let me find it exactly. Um, <laughs> I could write a an award winning international relations dissertation on this episode alone. Yeah, it's got weird all discourse. the discourse on anti-war. Because they're like, like oh boy, we got the White House on the phone and they're asking, why have we all got our vaccinations? Yeah. And it's like, what vaccination? And watching it back in 2021 is wild. Wild. So, um, so the evil people are like, why don't you just come over here sometime? Like, what are you <laughs> yeah. coming to this empty room? And-, and Harriet's like, fuck, I have to hide. So Harriet hides. And the aliens are like, ha, 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 Mr. General, like, aren't you funny? And they unzip and they take their human skin off and they're these, like, slimy green aliens with massive claws that I used to have dolls of. Yes. Loved them. Action figures. Very poseable. Very poseable. So, and then they kill the colonel and climb inside his meat suit. (laughs) Sorry, let's pause. (laughs) Climb inside his meat suit. That's what they're doing. Sit with that. Sit with that phraseology. That that that's the whole the whole episode could be called <laughs> climbing into his meat suit. Like it really could be. That's the whole plot. So the Harriet from the fictional Flysdale North, whatever it is. <laughs> She witnesses this and she's like <gasps> gasping, but yeah. they don't see her. She's a and a really camp thing. silent scream. Can we just say? Yeah, so <laughs> camp. She's an icon as well really as, as Jackie, the mom. Like she's such an icon. Like so camp. Yeah, um, both of them so camp. camp icons, gay icons. Um. So. Yeah, so she's gasping, sort of thing. You know, she sort of sees them. Yeah, put put themselves in this man. Like one of them yeah. jumps inside his skin suit. You know, after can we just say when he was a human, that the person that was made into a skin suit declared martial law like really briefly for like yeah. 15 seconds yeah he's like i'm gonna declare martial law and it just sort of happened and then unhappened like because it was obviously just like a throwaway comment but i, I like, think okay, again up. just to reference my award-winning international relations dissertation mm. that i'm gonna write in this episode wild and the aliens make a joke about shagging all the with that all was... the the people that person knows. They're like, oh, my human has a wife, a mistress, and a young boy. A farmer boy boy or something. 
And that was just sickening to my stomach. And he was like, and I'm but, enjoying and it, all three or something like yeah. very much like he's shagging them all. And oh, this is a this what? is a child's family <laughs> show, can we just say? Not to be that person. Actually, but, like, where's the consent there? Yeah, no, about. awful. But we're covering a lot in this um, essay, essay episode, right? <laughs> this you know, I just but I did put on a point here about how do they make the pig walk on a hind leg? <laughs> okay, yeah. So how did that happen? The doctor decides him and Rose actually do need to investigate what's going on, but actually he's like maybe we do need to see. And um, Rose and her boyfriend, Mickey, who's kind of not her boyfriend, get in a fight and they're arguing or whatever. And they go back into the TARDIS to figure out what's going on. And the TARDIS is the spaceship that the Doctor uses. And it looks like a blue telephone box from the outside. And it's bigger in the inside than on the outside. So they go in. But Rose's mum, Jackie, follows them Mm. and discovers that the Doctor is an alien and Rose has been travelling with him. And then Jackie freaks the fuck out. She goes home and there's a news bulletin back to our faithful news people. Yeah, we love that. And they're saying, call this number if you have any information about any alien technology, mm. anything at all. And Jackie's freaking out because she's just found out from Rose. So what does she do? I mean, the wait lines on that phone must be hours yeah. long. Hours long. Uh, she decides to fucking snitch. So she calls the number and she says, yes, my daughter's been travelling with the doctor, right? And how did you think that would make the situation better? I know, I it never makes the situation better. Why didn't she sit around and talk to Rose? Like, why? I, know, I don't think taking it out of your hands going up. So, then they have like a keyword code search for the Doctor. So yeah, it sets off loads of alarms. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, the Doctor, the Doctor, we found him. So they send all this like military stuff. That's where we get into weird military discourse again. Yeah, it's weird. They send all this military stuff and they go, oh, oh, Doctor, like we need you. And the Doctor's like, Rose is freaking out and they won't let Jackie go to Rose. And like, yeah. they've got guns pointed on them and the Doctor's like, no, don't worry, like they just want my help. Like, oh, classic, classic humanity. And yeah, so they get there and so, yeah, Rose... they go send down the street, don't they? Rose doesn't have... Any security clearance? Because 12 hours ago, or a few days ago, she was just working in a shop. <laughs> a year ago. Well, for them, yeah. Mm-hmm. But for her, 12 hours. So, yeah, so she they sort of arrived there. And this is when I think Harriet really steps in and she does makes me ooh, feel just a lot less anxious about the episode in general because she just takes Rose under her wing mm-hmm. and she does then break down. But I just think it makes her more relatable straight out of the bat. Yeah. That, that you would start crying if you saw aliens, you know? Yeah, I do too. So There's she's not like, enough just crying, you know? She's like, you know about aliens, right? Don't you, Rose? She's like, I'll escort Rose out. And she's like, you know about aliens? And Rose's like, yeah. And she, yeah, just starts crying because she's like so overwhelmed. Yeah. And this is what I was going to say is stakes mm. are very high in early seasons of Doctor Who. Mm. Like, when she tells Jackie about um, the TARDIS, it's like a huge Everything deal. means something. Huge deal. Like, like, the fact that Harriet has found out about aliens is a huge deal. Like, huge deal. Mm. Whereas nowadays, really they'll meet anyone on the street and they'll be like, you're all right, this is the TARDIS. We travel through space and time. <laughs> Come on Get aboard. Come on. And yes, of course, this is machine. Get off. Yay. And then, like, they do that to five people an episode. And this one, it's, like, a huge deal. But what happens is they open up a cabin in the cabinet. <laughs> they open up a cabinet in the cabinet. And the missing prime minister is inside dead. And he falls out. He tumbles out. out of the cupboard. 
he goes, and he falls on the floor. He's dead, dead man. And then this aide who's been in it all the way through runs in. And do and you so think... he's so annoying. He's so annoying. Gonna You're going to say hot. Yes. You're going to say hot. Do you, don't you think the aide's a bit hot? Yes. Yes. Okay, <laughs> right, right. But in like a kind of he's annoying, love actually yeah. way. In a love actually way. Yeah, I was like, thinking in like... Like um, a kind of like, you know... Oh, we've got a guest <laughs> star on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hello there. This is our guest. Now, have you got anything to plug, Phoebe? Fine? My roommate. Have Phoebe I Carly? got anything to plug? Please hire me. <laughs> <laughs> me and Phoebe used to do a radio show together. Isn't that right, Phoebe? We did. You've moved on to better things, to be honest. <laughs> um. So, what are your thoughts on that? episode dropped in. Oh, wow. Oh, we have so many. Wow. Well, I need to listen to the episode. You need to tune in to find yeah. out. A lot of Iraq war. A lot of Iraq oh, war this shit, and I'm Iraqi. You're Iraqi. <laughs> yeah. You would be the perfect Perfect guest. <laughs> <Perfect, yeah. laughs> Unfortunately, I have not lived through the Iraq war and my father was adopted. So, um, please quiz me away. <laughs> um... Do you remember what we were up to, Phoebe? What were we saying? When... Oh, I've got written down here. I can't remember. Dead body, the prime minister. Dead body of the prime minister. The prime minister's yeah. dead. Uh, Iraq war. The aid being hot. So we established that. I was going to mm. say he's like someone from the thick of it. Yes. Who is hot. Yes. Yes. So... Then we cut to the doctor. The doctor's been gathered with all these alien experts and he's getting up and saying clever things as he always does. He's like, oh, well, he discovered that the ship that crashed with the pig in it, so that was a decoy, Mm. and he discovers it was sent from Earth, so the aliens are already there. So he's walking up and down and he's like, why would you gather all the alien experts? And he's like, to distract from a bigger plan, so we're all talking about something else. And then he's like, no, no, I don't think that's right. And that's when... Um, wait, 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 the wait, The guy wait. keeps farting. Wait, wait, yeah. Yeah. What, what led us from this original point was the fact that the pig can walk on two legs. The pig can we've walk not re- on two we've legs. We've not properly referenced that the pig can walk on two so, legs. the doctor's called in to look at the pig. This is way, ship, 20 minutes way back, back. But, but we just have kind of swept over the we've been We've been taken on a journey. So he looks in, he's like, who did this to this pig? So the aliens like altered its brain. So it, I guess so it could walk on, on hind legs. Right, I get that from a sort of psychological perspective. Yeah. But like, anatomically, when you take yeah, a pig... Yeah, they did change its bones. When you take a pig and put it upright... Yeah. So like, so right, okay, so look at, imagine a pig, right, so the there's pig, a blob... The pig, like, runs like a human, like a really yeah, giant, like, like it a ru- child. Yeah, it runs like a, a, a small child, child running yeah. through the halls of government, yeah. right? So, it's as like ridiculous that puppet. looks, anyway. It's like, it looks bad. It's a weird puppet. It's bad but, but like, if you thought about a pig anatomically... It, you know, so just for the viewers at home, I'm like laying it out like it's like a rectangle uh-huh. and there's like two legs going straight yeah. down. So if you were to take that pig and then flip it, fl- you know, so, so, so the legs are pointing down and you were to stretch that pig out long so it was suddenly stood up, it's, Would it, it's like, like it legs would be horizontal yeah. and not vertical because if you went vertical, that would be... They would like yeah, snap the pig in half, mean. you know what I mean? So, I don't know so, like, how the aliens got the pig. And so the person, the researcher, 
is from the hit show, oh, what's it called? Torchwood. Torchwood. What's the character's name? Tosh. Tosh. Toshiko, I believe. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so she so she plays a minor role in this and they have a history of doing this in Doctor Who in a way I really like where they bring back um actors and actresses that were cast in minor minor roles and bring yeah. them back for bigger ones. So she is in the really good spin off, which Finn has barely seen, but we might touch upon and then yeah so all the government officials and basically the doctor figures out the plan was to get all these alien experts in this one room and so then the guy who's playing the prime minister unzips himself and he's like aha doctor and all this blue light comes out and at the exact same time one of the um aliens disguised as a different mp finds rose and harrier and does the same thing and it's all weirdly sexual she's like you've been very naughty like and then while this is all happening jackie is being questioned by the cops about Rose and the mm, doctor and what's going yeah. on and the, the the police officer the chief of police is like let me have a moment alone with Jackie and she goes to make him a cup of tea and again this lighting starts to happen mm, it's like bisexual light lighting bisexual like blue lighting light. I don't want bisexuality <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the bisexual lighting and the police officer is also an evil alien so it's kind of like fuck oh, god and then Jackie starts screaming cowering and then all of the alien experts gathered in the room with the, the fake prime minister die. Yeah. To get they get literally electrocuted and the episode ends with an unzipped Slovene like scream laughing next mm. to another one who'd literally been making fart jokes maybe 30 seconds ago exterminating the head of all the army and intelligence task forces around the world. It's really wild. And it's wild. But, you know, because we don't know how anyone survives that if they do. But but the the people they really but Rose do die. And Jackie, not well, like, no, 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 just the just the heads of, of different countries. Um, um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like the stakes are so strange in early Doctor Who and in current Doctor Who, like they're always like somehow huge but also small. That's what we said about the difference between, say, um Christopher Rappleston and David Tennant's Doctor Who as well, though, because I don't know about you, um, David Tennant's my favourite Doctor, so he's the next reincarnation. And it does seem like the Doctor's like low key, like weirdly classist in this episode. He's like, he's like, all you stupid people are more bothered about buying, paying your phone bill than like looking up into the sky. And it's like, well, they need to pay their phone bill, you know what I mean? Like fuck off. But, I, but David Tennant's doctor is more about like um mad at the the structural the system, institution yeah. system that's like trapped these people. He's like it's disgusting that they have to worry about their phone bill when they mm. could be looking at the sky. I think that's an interesting dynamic. And also I wonder, you know, I don't think Christopher Eccleston, he's like a working class northern hero, isn't he? So like, he I, wonder, is. I wonder if he was comfortable saying that. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I know you would agree, but um, I, would, I would just wonder. Yeah, we love Chris Rapperson's presence now. If you don't know, he like he like posts Instagrams all the time about like how he hates the Queen and stuff. Yeah, he's really outspoken in his political views, and really is really is also good on like northern actors' mm. representation. Mm. With yeah, like, we do stuff. Oh, he's great, yeah. He's a great guy. So, yeah, what do you think about it being the lowest rated episode of the season? I would disagree with it being the lowest, lowest rated episode of the season. Which would you put the lowest? I would put one that I really didn't enjoy, and I don't know why, is the one called The Long Game with Simon Pegg. 
Really? And it's got the thing in the ceiling, and it's yeah. people doing their heads. Didn't they do travel it for me. to the future? Didn't do it for me. See, I, would I like say... it as a pretext for the finale, but I don't like it as a standalone. I would say this would be the worst of the seasons. This Those single seasons. episode is the worst. This two-parter out of all of them. Really? Probably. I, I kind of like. You know, I, I kind of like. This, I do this. like it, but out of everything else, you preferred the Simon Pegg episode. Yeah. What did you like about that episode? Um, just fun, isn't it? I like Simon <laughs> Pegg. <laughs> my my um, deceased grandmother's best friend's daughter's in it who sends us Christmas <gasps> cards every... I know her yeah, well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So she sends us nice Christmas cards. Well, she probably doesn't anymore. That's true. She doesn't live in England anymore. That's but true. And I do think the, the weird fat discourse is just putting me off this one. Yeah, yeah, I see that. As a, like, as a person of... Skinny, oh, skinny means. Yeah, I do have to look outside of myself and agree that this episode is wildly, I would say, fat phobic. Yeah, really weird. In like, a strange way. You know, and I don't feel like it's like done maliciously at all. Oh, and the fart right. stuff, it was funny as a kid, but. But once you've heard so many farts, they yeah, get boring, don't they? Yeah, even as a kid, I, you know, I, it was never my favourite episode, you know, I could yeah. be doing without farts. I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, I did have, and also said that I lo- did love that bit about why you find mom mm. saving the world. But I think that's um, more about the, the 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 contrast between the yeah. bodily function and the universal statement about saving the world. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Bit of a weird one. Oh, and then the top three things that made us go, huh? Okay, right. Top three hers for me. Number one, in no particular order, is Rose saying the comment about you're so gay. Just blew my mind from the fact Absolutely. that, and also how can I just say how they noted about the doctor and Rose having an explicitly sexual relationship? Yeah, well, they have that, that. No, they said the policeman said, Is this a sexual relationship? Well, the, the policeman did ask them, but, if it but was just sexual. that utterance imagine that being put into a Doctor Who episode yeah, today that would never get past BBC schedulers, yeah, for whatever reason. But just thought it was interesting. Um, yeah, so the comment about her, I think she needs to read the quality. Human rights actor. Yeah. Um, no, it's a strange language. The second one, the pig in the suit, has got to be number two for me. Just the running up vertically and how that would physically work. Uh, Again, it's a pig on hind legs, if you can picture that. Wild. And the third one, maybe the whole fact that it's tied in with Iraq and Tony Blair and all these different so international relations things, just in general. Mm-hmm. What are yours? I would say first and biggest, huh? Yeah. Um, is the you're so gay comment. Like, you're yeah. so right. Like, the discourse yeah. is it's insane. Like, it's insane. it feels so out of place. And because the whole bit where she says that is them like flirting because they're like in love with each other at this yeah. point. And it obviously it's just like a holdout from like when that was part of people's like vocabulary and like the early 2000s but, but just, just kind of wild, wild yeah yeah um and then second of all i would say the weird farting equals fat person thing was my second her like what so these aliens can only take over fat people <laughs> because there's more space in the crawling into their meat scoop that like which, which even wouldn't sense. even make sense from where do they put the skeletons we never where see the skeletons everyone the skeletons. has the same size skeleton surely yeah because it's it's not as if they take 
the fat of the human. They take the mere outline, yeah, the shell. Yeah, I don't understand. Which I don't understand from it. Do they keep their shoes on when they're in the skin suit? <laughs> because the skin suits what? like are wearing also human suits. Yeah, and, and, yeah, because yeah, because uh, so what we see is them take what effectively looks like big bags in the shape of a human because it's kind of wearing like, clothes like wearing though. clothes but as as if like from a production angle they've just made skin with clothes on yeah so it's just weird to see them you know put real human feet with shoes on yeah where are the and shoes going you're right where are the feet like does that mean they have to have really fat feet like where do they put the, the gallons of blood claws. gallons of blood that would come yeah, out yeah where you know? is that the whole dynamic and physics and biology of this it does not make alien sense. species doesn't make sense to and me. it's supposed to be like a compression device yeah so why did they choose can't clean the floor like a hoover and why honest. did they compress but only to a certain degree it has to be a fat person can only compress them i think maybe because it was dodgy technology because they're like known as like the galaxies like kind of thieves I know, and vagabonds and stuff like that. it's just kind of wild so that's my second her yeah. and then and my third yeah. her yeah. is like the whole thing about farting aliens is an allegory for the Iraq war <laughs> it's just so <laughs> it's so like time specific like you just know that it's ripping that's what it's ripping off it's really funny oh god like that what? early Blairite kind of well. the fact that it was so quick off the button like it was like to, oh, I don't know when the Iraq War was, 2004? Earlier? I don't know, yeah. But it was like, that was, two, that was you know, obviously written 2003, 2004. So, yeah, yeah. So it was so... And to get that off in the first season of a reboot yeah. and to, to comment on a political... Each episode was quite political, to yeah, be honest, in different episode. ways. So it was... It has been a journey to watch this episode and it has been a full-on emotional so journey. So what would you give out of five? I just give out five. You know, I like this episode, and I think this episode has a lot to offer. And fat phobia aside, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Three hours out of five. <laughs> I would also give it three. Yeah. Yeah, I would also give it yeah. three. So probably three. Just bang on three. Bang on three, yeah. yeah. Um, no more, no less. I think, and we might watch this part, the second part is maybe mm. better. I think, yeah, because it really rams home. It's sort of like... More happens. A, a, it's like mo a lot of it happens in like the context of like a bottle episode. Yeah, d yeah it is. Because they're all in that cabinet room. And, it's and like it gives it some perspective as well. Grappling a lot with like life and death. So I, yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, like... I think if we do the second episode, we might yeah. discover that we prefer the Let us know if you want us to review <laughs> the second episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, it can only get better from here. So thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the first episode. Um, hopefully we'll be coming back soon with the second parter. We've yet to watch it, but I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah, I'm so glad that we could get all of our wacky, wacky thoughts about this crazy <laughs> episode out. So if you want to learn more, if you want to follow along, yeah, wait, wait for the, um, you know, the next episode to come out. Where can you find us? Well, on Instagram, you can find us at dot podcast and on twitter you can actually find us at her podcast underscore if you have a favorite and you want to follow them individually um you can follow me on twitter at just clara pop my name and me on instagram at clara pop but the o is a zero and uh, if you're obsessed with me you can follow me at twitter and instagram both the same at hot damn it's fin which is h-o-t D-A-N-N, it's Finn. 
And you know what? If you have any thoughts, suggestions for what you want us to do, I'm aware we're talking to an audience of three friends that we have collectively. <laughs> you never know. You might want to get in touch. Yes. You can email yeah. us yeah, yeah, yeah. at withclaraandfin at gmail. Can we hear that again, Clara? And um, that is withclaraandfin at gmail.com. Oh. So... Yeah, if you have any suggestions, email them in, anything we should cover, we'd love to hear it. But we love it. Have a nice life. Peace.